Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Jacob Albrocht. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and All right, welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Sports Daily. The Major League Baseball playoffs are upon us. We have Monday Night Football in the books. Uh, we've got all kinds of good stuff coming up for you today. Dan Israel, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, joining us for his weekly visit. We'll chat with Dan. We'll also have Treyas Lada coming in for uh, a visit with us, our KU Insider, rescheduled from yesterday. So that will also be today in the second hour. Certainly a busy time at KU. we got to get the latest on Jalen Daniels' injury. We've got to get the latest on Arterio Morris with the basketball team. All kinds of stuff to get to with Shreyas. So we'll do that coming up in the second hour as well. Your calls, of course, to the IHOP hotline, which is brought to you by IHOP, where guests can enjoy the new pumpkin spice pancake combo Uh, That number is 869-1240. On that number, we'll give away a couple pairs of tickets to the Dropkick Murphys, who are coming to town tomorrow night. We will get to uh, some hockey giveaways, some HTO giveaways, all kinds of good stuff for you. Welcome in. I'm Jacob Albrocht alongside Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers producing, and this is Sports Daily. Happy to be with you. Seahawks, Giants, Monday Night Football, Tommy. How much of that game did you tune in for? I, I, I tried. It was pretty brutal, though. Yeah, I had it on in the background. The majority of the game uh, didn't really, uh, I'll be honest, pay super close attention to it just because of how badly Daniel Jones was playing and how badly the Giants offense went. I mean, like it was kind of a little bit of a slog to get through, Uh, but hats off to the Seahawks. I mean, clearly a better team uh, than the Giants are. and, And, you know, they absolutely dominated. Yeah, I mean, they dominated, but they had 281 total yards offense, too. Like, offense was just a little challenged last night. It was not a pretty game. It was kind of hard on the eyes a little bit. Uh, so I was having a hard—I tried. I was having a hard time getting into it. I didn't—I didn't feel—I I wasn't really feeling anything on the betting side. I mean, I threw a little bit at it just in general, but n- nothing— Don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about the betting side. Oh yeah. oh yeah, you had a bad, you had a bad beat. Uh, Tommy had a Kenneth Walker over yards, and he lost a couple yards on the final carry to to ruin that. It's pretty, 
It's pretty brutal, but you know that's just the way it goes. Uh, we got back-to-back primetime games with situations like that between Mahomes' slide and that uh, that loss. It was. Uh, it we'll get we'll get back on the horse and get right back at it here. Major League Baseball, maybe that's an opportunity. As I've got my Rangers shirt on here, uh, one of several. These are getting old. I've you know it's been six years since the Rangers have been in the playoffs. This is my off-center one that I was too. Uh, nice to send back because my wife got it for me. It's all jacked up, but anything goes this time of year. Two o'clock. How are you feeling start. this morning? By the way, did you sleep it at all last night in anticipation of you the know, game? I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling all right. Look, I th- th- again, like I, I don't. It's pretty remarkable when you consider how many games Corey Seager missed and the fact that you know they lost to Grom early in the year. They trade for Scherzer. They lose him. Their bullpen is historically bad. Like it's one of the worst bullpens ever in Major League Baseball. And they've had about five or six injuries to the starting rotation, and they're here, right? And you know they still have maybe the best offense in this postseason, and they've got they still have three pretty good starters. So it's like you know what, it's a puncher's chance. I'll take a puncher's chance there. By the way, did I see correctly that Marcus Simeon played in every single game this season? Like yeah, I all so. 162 of them, he he played like he didn't take a day off at all. He was he's an MVP candidate, and so is Corey Seager. If Corey Seager would have played all you know more games. Corey Seager would you know probably depending on what happens with Shohei, he would probably be the MVP. I mean, his year is just ridiculous for how many games he's missed. But those two at the top. I mean, it's as good a combo as there's been in baseball. And, you know, it doesn't normally work out that way, right? Those were both free agents, big free agents that they brought in. But, yeah, Marcus Simeon has been everything that they paid for for this team. Like, he is just – he's their Iron Man for sure. It's It's been really cool to see him go. But I don't know. Like, the baseball postseason is hard anyway. The Brewers just learned they lost Woodruff. We talked about how much we might like them. That's a But they blow. lost – yeah, there's a big blow across the postseason. And, you know, the Diamondbacks are the longest shot to win today. Uh, the Rangers are the second longest shot. But, you know, it's that that's the kind of stuff I look at in the postseason. Like, that's what's crazy. Like, can the Diamondbacks beat the Brewers today? Yes. That's what makes baseball fun. It's the thing that happens all year. You just get it in the postseason. You don't get it in other sports, right? Like, a little bit in football, maybe, where you get, like, a big-time this team should go in, but they lose that individual game. Until last year in the NBA playoffs, you almost never get it in basketball. But in baseball, it's a total crapshoot, man. Like, it, it is. Like, it's the second season. What what happened before today means nothing now in baseball. It's, right. It's, that's what makes the baseball postseason so much fun. I mean, basically, on any given day, any team can beat any other team. Like, it, it's over... It's over the entire body of work in the season, and that's where you get the best teams in baseball. But if you're taking it down to a really, really small sample size, a best of three series, for example, in this wild card series, like any team can beat any team. I mean, like look at uh, what was it last weekend when the Royals swept the Astros? Like any team can beat any team in a series. It's just a matter of whether or not they can sustain it, you know, throughout an entire postseason. Yeah, it, there's no question. And, it, you know, I. I don't know what else to say other than I love Major League Baseball postseason play. It's fun, too, like now because you get it all day today, right? You get to – we get to turn it on. It starts at 2 o'clock. Now, I'm going to be a I'm gonna be a hot mess at work today. Uh, you know, it might be a little bit of an emotional roller coaster. I'll be on set as that game is finishing. 
So that won't be fun. But, you know, we'll be uh, we'll, we'll deal with it. We'll deal. Hopefully they get like an, a 12 to nothing lead in the third inning and just put it in cruise control. That's what we need to happen. Uh, but that starts today. Uh, again, you know, I, I don't ask for much. I don't ask for much from you from you guys out there listening to the program every day. We try and, you know, make your day a little bit better. Don't ask for much. If you're out there, you don't you're not a fan of any of these teams. Maybe you're a Royals fan. Maybe just throw a little of that, you know, maybe just throw a little of that interest in that, you know, karma toward the Rangers for me. Because look, we've never we've never won one. And uh, I've got a couple of bets that would help <laughs> you send know, my throw kids that to college to, if they hit. Throw that little bit of karma their way, basically because they need all the karma that they can mm-hmm. get. I mean, this is gonna be they absolutely a do, difficult yeah. series for the Rangers taking on the Rays who you know, I think, uh, you know, quite a few folks think that they're a championship caliber team. So this is not going to be an easy run for the Rangers at all uh, when this series begins. Uh, no, it's not. But that's OK, uh, because it all starts over and they're going to be fine. And this is why they traded for Jordan Montgomery. It's actually not why they traded for Jordan Montgomery to, like, be their ace in the postseason. Yeah. They're kind of hoping he'd be like their third guy. Uh, right. But that's OK. He, he got thrust into this role and he's been incredible since they brought him over. So we'll see if they can get it done. And. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll just be a hot mess in the meantime. Um, okay, so that takes us through Monday Night Football. I, I really don't want to talk about much Monday Night Football. It was a really boring game. I, got I mean, can we Seattle... talk about how bad Daniel Jones was? Can we talk about how, yeah. like, he's making $160 million and, I mean, just absolutely brutal. And then there was that little exchange on the sideline between he and Brian Dable, like, clearly not on the same page. Like, there are some major issues going on with the Giants especially considering that they don't have Saquon Barkley right now. It makes that offense incredibly one-dimensional. They've got some big-time problems. Yes, they do. Um, I don't know about the contract because teams get held hostage. You know, when you get what, – what are you? What are they supposed to do? Just let him go? It's kind of like, you right. know, when you talk about the Cowboys and Dak Prescott, when you talk about the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Now, I think both of those guys are better than Daniel Jones. It's kind of like the Cardinals with Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, like, what are you supposed to do when you've got quarterbacks that are certainly, like, better than bad, right? Like, they're capable, they're serviceable, but they're not Mahomes or Herbert or, you know, Burrow or Allen. Like, what are you supposed to do? You start yeah. over? Like, you get – and that's what makes it so difficult. And – you know, Daniel Jones is as on the line as anybody. I know he's wowed people. I love his toughness. I love his ability to run. Like, he's a grinder. He gets out there. He gets back up every time. I like all those things about him. It just hasn't worked. But, I mean, the Giants are to blame here, too. Who's their top receiver? Paris, Paris Campbell? Campbell? <laughs> yeah. Darius I mean, like, Slayton? what are we— Like, come on. What are we doing here? Like, if you're going to— yeah. You bring in Darren Waller, the— aging always injured tight end and expect him to like command a hundred targets this year. I like Darren yeah. Waller too, but that's not where like they deserve some blame too. Saquon Barkley well, goes the, out and all of a sudden you look at that offense. You're like, yeah. what, what, who's out there? Their offensive line is Swiss cheese. I mean, Daniel Jones was on his they, back. They've got, they've got some in injuries. Game. They've got it, injuries. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's not good. And honestly, like that was probably at least through the first quarter of the season, my worst pick, you know, remember we went and picked all of our playoff teams and all of that. I thought the Giants would go back to the playoffs because I'm that much of a believer in Brian Dable. But when you don't have the horses to be able to, you know, make it back, that makes it a lot more difficult. And, you know, I would argue 
and, and this actually brings up a really good point that you mentioned a couple minutes ago. I would argue that it's more difficult for an NFL team to deal with a quarterback that is right on that line, you know, as like an average or adequate quarterback, as opposed to having a really, really bad quarterback, right? Like if you have a really, really bad quarterback, at least you know that he's bad. At least you know that you've got to try to do something different, like draft somebody, sign a free agent, whatever it is. Like, you know, you know that that player is not going to be your franchise quarterback long-term. It's a little bit different when you've got a quarterback that's right on the line where you can say, ah, he's okay, but is he going to take you to a Super Bowl? That's been, honestly, like that's been the discussion around a guy like Kirk Cousins his entire career, right? Like he's a, he's an okay quarterback. He's a good quarterback. The ceiling is not super high, but the floor is not super low. And I would argue that's like, that's a more difficult position for a team to be in than, than having like a really, really bad quarterback. I've said that for years because it came up with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. It's like, what are you going to do? Like, what are you supposed to do? Because, and it's unfair to those guys because everyone's like, oh, well, you know, they're not Mahomes or, you know, they're not there. And it's like, yeah, they're not. That's why those three (laughs) or four teams have such an advantage over the rest of the league. I I think that, you know, you can get it done with those quarters. San Francisco has shown us that, right? Like they've gotten it done now with a bunch of different guys. So it can be done, but San Francisco also has an incredible roster around them. Dallas thinks they can get it done. Dallas has a really good roster, right, around Dak Prescott to try and make it work. It's thin, but it's good. The Giants have not done enough, and I didn't like them at all coming into this year. I didn't buy them last year. And look, they proved me wrong about a thousand times, but I just watched them. I'm like, I I don't know, man. Like, I don't get it with this team. They're too thin. They haven't done a good job at all. I thought they'd be right back there. Like I, I, I mean, really, the team isn't that different from a year ago. I know. You know I, today, I get it. And I, right? It was just sort of me like doubling down, right? Like I, yeah. I just still don't buy this group. And Dable got, you know, he was pushing all the right buttons and doing all this stuff. I don't know if Daniel Jones is the ultimate problem. I think that it's bigger than that. I don't think they have nearly enough on that side of the ball to help him succeed because he's not the kind of guy like Patrick Mahomes, who can walk onto the field with nine different receivers that we've never heard of to some degree and make it work. Like, they're not the same player. So we'll see. I I don't know what the ultimate future of Daniel Jones is. I mean, the Giants are sort of stuck with him, so they just got to roll with it. But they got to do a better job of getting players around him. And they've tried. Look, Kadarius Toney didn't work out. Wandale Robinson kind of showing flashes. Like, they're trying to invest it right. and get it right they're just not getting it right but even at the running back position i mean outside of saquon barkley he goes down with his somebody else 43rd back. injury who else do you i mean matt matt Breida, like he's he's not going to do anything for you like they don't they don't have anybody outside of saquon barkley to run the football you know and it would be different if barkley didn't have an injury history he does and he has over the course of his career so you know it, it's not only the wide receiver position where they're thin like they don't have any kind of insurance policy behind Saquon Barkley. No, I, and you know that Bar- that Barkley is very interesting, and like, it, like you can make the case of why running backs don't get paid and should get paid, right? Like, look at how important he is to that offense. But at the same time, he gets hurt all the time. Yep, chicken and egg. Which you know, which is it? Which are you going to do? So I, I don't know. The Giants are a mess. They're not. I mean, they're not a real contender. They never were. Seattle, though, you know, Seattle looks pretty good. And good for Geno Smith. I thought, you know, like Troy Aikman, I thought he spent a little too much time on that 
uh, on that play on the sideline there. I it I understand why he thought it was dirty. Isaiah Simmons took his he took his arms off to to try to not do what happened. Like he was trying, so I think it was dirty. But other than that, you know, Seattle did I think exactly what it wanted to in the game. Holy smokes, that you know young corner looks incredible. He was all over the place, Devin Witherspoon. So Seattle, Pete Carroll deserves to be, and he will be a Hall of Famer, I think. But whenever we talk about the great coaches in this league, it usually centers around like the older guys, Belichick, right, Tomlin, Andy Reid. What Pete Carroll's doing right now in Seattle is unreal. They trade away Russell Wilson, right? Everybody, including me, I thought they were going to be the worst team in football easily last year. They give a reclamation project like Geno Smith, and they're getting it done. And now, like, you're watching them, and you're like, man, they got a lot of good young players. Like, there was no rebuild. That's incredible. The the contrast between the Seahawks and the Giants, I I mean, I think it's very obvious. We just talked about how the Giants don't have really any skill position players that you feel confident about. And even though... You know, nobody's going to say Geno Smith is the best quarterback in the NFL, but he's got weapons. I mean, you've got DK Metcalf, who is arguably, what, maybe a a top, I don't know if if I would put him top five as far as receivers in the NFL, but definitely top 10. Tyler Lockett has been around forever and is really talented. And then they go out and they draft JSN. They've got Jake Bobo, who has been a, a really nice breath of fresh air catching the football. Zach Charbonnet, they drafted him. Kenneth Walker running the football. Like They've got some exciting skill players. And so it's kind of like what we just talked about. You know, you've got a quarterback in Geno Smith who's not the best, but he's got a ton of great weapons around him. And then, oh, by the way, that Seattle defense, which historically has always been really good, continues to be really good. And, and so the, the supporting players around Geno Smith – that really helps out, you know, significantly. I was a little bit bummed that Jamal Adams, after that long-awaited return, uh, you know, him coming back out onto the field for the very first game, he only played for four plays, had a concussion, then left the game. That was a bummer because I wanted to see him back out there. Uh, but really, other than that, like, it was a really solid night for the Seahawks and I think solidifies them as a legitimate team to, to keep your eyes on in the NFC. So think about with Seattle. And we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about the Chiefs because they're getting rumored now to like, do they need to go trade for a veteran wide receiver? So we'll come up with some names. But think about this with Pete Carroll and the Seahawks right now. They're basically on the same timeline doing the same thing that the Patriots were supposed to be doing. In fact, they're even further behind when the Patriots had a chance to do it. And the Patriots took a first round quarterback. Which one of those two teams do you feel better about right now? And we're talking about the guy yeah. that some people crown as the GOAT of coaching. And Pete Carroll's out coaching him. And he's out roster building him. And he's just out doing all of it. Now, again, he doesn't have 18 Super Bowls or whatever either. But it, it, that just, like, to just draw that direct comparison, what they're doing essentially without a quarterback. I mean, nobody thought Geno Smith was going to be this guy. It's incredible. It's incredible. Uh, credit to the Seahawks and to Pete Carroll and man if i had to pick a coach to play for he'd be at the top of that list he looks like he's a lot of fun to be around 869-1240 on that ihop hotline let's do uh let's do let's do a giveaway here we'll do one of our pairs of dropkick murphys i surprised jad with this so he didn't have the dropkick murphy music but the dropkick murphys are coming to town tomorrow at the wave outdoor stage show starts at seven o'clock with jesse ahern and the interrupters celtic rock with the dropkick murphys tomorrow night 
in Old Town at the Wave. Let's go first caller, 869-1240 on the IHOP hotline. Get a pair of those tickets. Good luck, everybody. We'll be right back. The commercials are over. Yo, I haven't got all day. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Glad to be here with you today on this Tuesday edition. We've got Dan Israel, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, coming up in just a little bit, as well as Shreyas Lada, our KU insider, uh, to talk about everything going on in Lawrence right now. Chris takes our first pair of Dropkick Murphy tickets. Congratulations, Chris. We'll give away another pair of those before the end of the show. We'll give away some hockey and tea as well. All right, Tommy, a lot of people asking questions about the Chiefs and should they go trade for a wide receiver. Um, Interesting topic. Let's go through some of the names that you've heard and whether we like those or not, and then we can come up with some names that could potentially be available for Kansas City. What have you got? So I've heard that Chase Claypool is kind of the number one name. Uh, Clearly, there's some disgruntledness going on. Uh, with him and the Bears, he he was a healthy scratch last week, uh, didn't play. Uh, and then it sounds like the team told him to stay home this week as they prepare for Thursday night football against the Commanders. I don't know. I mean, we know how much Brett Veach and Andy Reid love reclamation projects. Look at Kadarius Toney as an example. Um, so that name has been floated around a little bit. The other name I've heard, we can talk about both of these names. The other name I've heard potentially available is Hollywood Brown. From the Cardinals, of course, he was with the Ravens for a few years, and then you know now in Arizona, the Cardinals have you know put up quite a bit of fight, but you know Brown is not really getting the the looks that you know I think that his talent would suggest that he could. So that could be an inter- interesting name as well. I'm sure there are others out there, but those are the two names I've heard. Hollywood Brown, I I I like the idea of um, quite a bit, but I don't. I don't know if Arizona's going to go that way. I mean, they're they're playing hard right now. They do have a young stud wide receiver, it looks like, in Michael Wilson. So maybe maybe they think they can do it, and maybe they can, like, the front office can tank, but the team on the field doesn't. They've already showed us they're willing right. to do that. So, yeah, I, I, I'd love the idea of Hollywood Brown. Now, he's making, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Hollywood Brown's making some money, I think. Um, so... You know, I, that makes that a little bit challenging. Chase Claypool, I would have absolutely no interest in. Uh, disgruntled, like he's not that good. Uh, no, no. Like, what? Who does Chase Claypool upgrade? Like, who's who's he better than that are that's currently a chief? That's my problem with Chase Claypool. Hollywood Brown's probably better than everybody, right? Chase Claypool's not better than anybody. I I wouldn't even like. Why? Why would you take? I on mean, that? Chase Claypool. He had a really. I don't want to say really good. He had a decent rookie campaign back in 2020 with the Steelers. And then his usage declined in 2021. It yep. declined again in 2022. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't see that being a massive upgrade other than just there's a little bit more experience on the field. That's really it. Like, I, I don't know if the talent is an upgrade at all. And it's probably not. And it probably doesn't help the locker room at all. The only thing that Claypool brings to the table, and and Hollywood Brown would bring this too, is a little bit of a, a of an upgrade 
as far as their experience and what they've been able to do in the National Football League compared to these really young receivers that Kansas City has? Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't think Claypool's better than anybody. I don't. I don't think he's very good. And he seems like he's a headache. And I don't want either one of those things if I'm the Chiefs. The problem for Hollywood Brown, and I, I assume that this, I think it's a problem. It's he's making $13 million this year. I don't know if the Chiefs have the room to do that. Maybe right. they do now with the Mahomes restructure and Jones. I don't know, but that's a lot of money. Um, I'm going to give you a name that, and I don't know what he, let me look up what he's making too. Um, I, I think that this guy is a great fit. I always have kind of wanted to see him in Kansas City. Uh, yeah, and I think I think they can make this dollar figure work. I think it would make sense for both teams to some degree. How about Allen Robinson? Allen Robinson's not making much. He's make his base salary is like one point one million dollars, and they have a potential out before he would be set to make ten million next year. But Allen Robinson's been a baller for a long time. Has never had the opportunity to play with a good quarterback. Um, you know, we we went to L.A. to do that last year, and then Matt Stafford gets hurt. So Allen Robinson would be a guy because, you know, Pickett might be hurt for a while. The Steelers have tons of wide receivers. I mean, I, I'd be willing to kick like a fourth-round pick for Allen Robinson for the rest of this year. I like that player. That's the name that has popped into my head, and it, it has as much to do with the fact that I've always kind of wanted to see him go to Kansas City because I like him as a player. But, I mean, that makes sense to me. And, it you know, if you're Pittsburgh, it's not like you're bailing on the season or anything. Calvin Austin's look good. They have other good young receivers. I would I would make that call if I were the Chiefs just to see. Let me give you another name, and this might be uh, money prohibitive, might not work, kind of in the same way with Hollywood Brown. But DJ Moore is playing for the Bears, right? We talked about Claypool and, and how he's not doing him. anything for the Bears. But, you know, the Bears brought in DJ Moore from Carolina. He's making like $17 million a year, so it could be cost prohibitive and may not work with the salary cap for Kansas City. But, you know, I remember a year ago when the Panthers were unloading everybody you and I had conversations about DJ Moore oh, potentially incredible. being a good fit for Kansas City, right? And, you know, of course, he played in the game against Kansas City a week ago. Really was the only bright spot offensively that the Bears had. Um, I don't know if the Bears, I mean, look, like they're more than likely going to get the first pick in the NFL draft, barring some kind of crazy, like, improvement as the time goes on. And I don't know if Caleb Williams will end up a Chicago Bear or, or not. But, man, you could clear some cap space if you are the Bears. You could get rid of DJ Moore, um, you know, move on from him. That could be a good fit. I think, again, money-wise, it may not work. But, you know, I, I'm thinking of, like, DJ Moore as a potential, maybe, like, really shooting for the moon here. Like, Mike Evans is a name that is somebody that could be a great fit for Kansas yeah, they're City. They're 3-1, and one, though. They're not but no, again, like but no, right Again, knowing that the Bucks are – I think ex exceeding expectations, they're not going to get rid of him. So if, if you're if not going to move a, a Mike Evans, like look at a DJ Moore. If I'm the if I'm the Bucks, I'm right now. I think I'm winning the division. There's no chance right. on that one. I don't think. Right. But DJ Moore is interesting. That's a pipe dream. You know, that's a pipe dream. Right. DJ Moore is. I don't know. The Bears are in a weird spot. Are they going to bail on Fields, who looked much better last week? Are they going to – Because and the other problem is, like, Eberflus is coaching for his job. So yeah. he's not going to want to do anything like that. Like, there's no security for him. I know that they haven't won a game yet. We're only four in. 
did I, I mean the Bears were like a darling team to be good this year. Right. Are 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 they really ready one month into this season to be like, we've got to start all over again? I don't think they're probably as eager to do that as the general public. I think they're more likely to continue to try to see and just like understand if Fields is the guy. They could have had the first pick last year. They obviously believe in Fields. So We'll just have to see that play out. It didn't make any sense. None of us understood why they hired that guy there with a young quarterback. Didn't make sense. Eberflus is the hire to begin with. So I I don't think they're going to be ready to do that. DJ Moore's been good for them this year, and he has a clear rapport with Justin Fields. Like, I, I say this as I literally earlier this morning traded DJ Moore in fantasy football, and I love <laughs> DJ Moore. Love him. Like, he's one of my favorite players. Another guy like Allen Robinson, who's sort of been handicapped by his quarterback play over the years. He is so dang good. I, I would, I mean, I would make that trade right this second if I thought I could do it because he's a guy you would you would think about you know extending and having for a long time if you were Kansas City, and and you could find probably find a way to make that money work. I just don't know if the Bears are there yet. And when is the NFL trade deadline? Like, we got some time here. Well, yeah, there's um, a few weeks until then. I want to say, like, it's the first week weekend seven in usually. November, maybe. Yeah, after yeah, we, after week eight, October 31st. Yep. yep. So there's, you know, if we're talking about 0 and 8 for the Bears, maybe that's a different scenario. I don't know what their, let me see what the Bears' schedule is. I, you know, I, I just, it's too early for me to think any team is ready to tank like that. I think Hollywood Brown is a little bit different because they have some other weapons there. It was really um, easy Arizona. a year ago to look at the Panthers and you could tell like exactly what they were doing. They move Matt Rule out of town. They ship off yeah. Christian McCaffrey. They they start moving pieces. And you yep. could tell that pretty early on. Like Matt Rule was the first quarter or the first head coach to lose his job a, a season ago. So you knew they were going to start moving pieces and having that fire sale. I don't know if there's another team right now that is really in that same position as the Panthers are outside of the Bears. I mean, really, it would be the Bears, I think, would be that team. Another scenario to bring up is that the Chiefs do absolutely nothing. And I think that's probably the most likely scenario. Me too. Like you can Me too. you can throw we can throw a bunch of names out there. I think that honestly, despite the issues that we've discussed and that everybody has seen with the wide receiver room in Kansas City, honestly, I think that the Chiefs are okay with it. I think they feel like the wide receiver room is adequate. I think that they feel like they can win a Super Bowl without making an upgrade at wide receiver. I'm not sure that I necessarily feel that way. I don't feel extremely good about where the wide receivers are, but I can. I just have this feeling that they're not going to get aggressive with that. They're not going to go out and try to move pieces to bring in a wide receiver. Um, you know that can be an upgrade. I just I really don't see that honestly. And I know I know you hate it. I don't love it either. If they do make a move at all, it's probably going to be like a Chase Claypool. That's probably – if they do anything. Like, I, yeah. I can't imagine – as great as it would be to have a Hollywood Brown or a DJ Moore or an Allen Robinson or somebody like that, if they make a move, I mean, because we know how much they like reclamation projects, it's probably going to be Chase Claypool or nobody. Yeah, let me, let me be clear. This has been an exercise of, like, what ifs. I don't think they're going to do yeah. anything either. Um, something would have to fall into their lap. It's also too early for the Chiefs to do that, Tommy. Like they, you know, sort of like too early for the, you know, for the Bears to be ready to make a move on DJ Moore. Like it's too early for the Chiefs to bail on, you know, Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony and Rishi Rice and all these players. Like I think you feel, I mean, don't you feel 
like those guys have at least gotten better? I mean, I do. I, um, better no. than week one? Better than week one? I, I think there's more. I mean, Scott, I, I mentioned it yesterday. Sky Moore, MVS, and Justin Watson had two catches for 11 yards combined on Sunday night. So, right. And, and I, think the, 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 I think a big they're issue. They're spreading Here, the ball around issue. by design. My issue is that the guys that we've wanted to see a major step forward from, Sky Moore particularly, Mm-hmm. Just disappears for stretches at a, at a time. Yeah, like just I goes can't away. It out either, and, and I don't. I don't know if that is a level of trust that's missing with Mahomes. I don't know if that is play calling, and by design. Uh, I it could be a combination of all of that. One other thing that we noticed from Sunday night, and I don't know if this is going to be a trend or if it was a, a one off, but the Chiefs were a lot more balanced between run and pass than what we're typically used to seeing from them. Like they ran the ball a lot more. They didn't throw it quite as much. Is that going to be a trend? And if so, then do we really need to put a lot of expectations on guys like Rishi Rice and Sky Moore and others? I don't know. So, so I don't watch the all twenty twos. Let me make make that clear. So, when I what I'll say next, I think is just me watching games like from afar, and it's hard to like get a real good feel for this. And we'd have to, and we can ask Dan Israel this uh, in just a little bit because he does watch that stuff. It doesn't seem to me like and hasn't when we talk about Sky Moore, for instance. And I don't know if this is him or play calling or what, or if this is by design. Like it almost feels to me like, and it has from week one, like they're not getting to him in Mahomes' reads. Like Mahomes not getting that far into the progression to get to him. Now, if you had a big time receiver in, they're going to come earlier in that progression, they're going to command the ball. The Chiefs don't necessarily have anybody commanding the ball right now, but I do think that things are looking different than they normally do. Mahomes is not, you know, getting through that. And, you know, a lot of the plays that get made with Mahomes happen right at second reaction. And that's where experience has to come into play. And that's where you need more yeah. time because they are second reaction plays. So just like within the design of getting plays. Open. It's getting open as Mahomes is improvising yes. and trying to that, find there's ways nothing to you know, you find do. that scene. You're not going to bring in Hollywood Brown. He's not all of a sudden yep. going to be able to do that with Mahomes. So right. it's like what's happening within the design of the play. Right now, the only guy that can do that is Kelsey. Everybody else is doing what they're designed to do. So I, again, like I don't. And I told you from the beginning I didn't think this wide receiver room was good enough. But I don't think it's time yet to go do something else because I don't think you're – if they go and do something else, it's got to be able to be a longer-term thing, right? Like you've got to at least be – and and Allen Robinson would be a little different because he's an older veteran, right? But like if you're going to invest in one of these younger guys, that's got to be a long-term move because it does take time. It's a good topic to bring up with Dan, and we'll do that. Are in they the good enough? Hour. Is that wide receiver room good enough right now for the Chiefs to win a championship without them upgrading at the trade deadline? That's the major question. Yeah. Like, are they good enough to win a championship? Are. Sure. Yeah, I think that they are. I think they'll look very different by the time that comes into play. But yes, I would say with Kelsey, this group, and the ability to run the ball a little bit and the defense stepping up, 100% yes, that's good enough to win a championship. Can it be better? Oh yeah, it can be. Does that come from within or does that come from outside? We can ask Dan that. It's it's an interesting question. 869-1240 is the number on the IHOP hotline. Tommy, what's coming up for the Wichita Thunder? Yeah, home opener in about two and a half weeks from now. October 20th in Trust Bank Arena, the Thunder take on the Kansas City Mavericks. We're really looking forward to uh, hockey being back in Wichita the season beginning, and we've got a pair of tickets for you for the home opener. 
Here we go. Home open. It is right here. The hockey season starts very, very soon. We'll throw in two free iced tea cards to HTO. I got to tell you, people are going nuts for this apple pie. There's apple pie now and peach cobbler. It's the fall. Uh, feels like it at HTO. You can get those at Wichita East, Wichita West, or now brand new in Derby. We'll give away those two free cards. Wichita Thunder home opener tickets. Let's do the first caller during the break on the IHOP hotline, 869-1240. Jad will get us a winner, and we'll be back with more Sports Daily right after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 1240 KFH. Congratulations to Jessica for winning our HTO and Wichita Thunder hockey tickets. Hello to all the ladies out there. We appreciate you guys tuning in here to Sports Daily as well. Uh, as the fellas, sometimes we got two cavemen in here running the show, so thanks for hanging with us, Jessica. Uh, all right, the, you can catch our, our stream, by the way. Uh, on our video stream, I should say, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Ladies out there, we are married men. That's, so if I mean, that's just going to scare all the ladies away. If you're yeah, if you're, if you're tuning stream. in to sneak a peek here, we're married, okay? Like, let's take it easy <laughs> here a little bit. Pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, come on now. Uh, all right, so we appreciate you tuning in. We're, we're joking, of course. 869-1240 is that IHOP hotline for you. Glad to be here with you. We've got... A busy second hour coming. We've got Shreya Slada joining us right at the top of the hour to talk about everything going on in Lawrence. And there's a lot, by the way. Uh, we'll get the latest on Jalen Daniels. We'll get the latest on Arterio Morris and that situation. Bill Self talked yesterday. Lance Leipold talked yesterday. Uh, so we'll get all of that. And then we've got Dan Israel coming for the Kansas City Chiefs, the uh, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network. Want to talk to Dan about that wide receiver question we were just kind of pondering in the last segment. Uh, as well as, you know, what he thought of Zach Wilson. And, you know, can that be the guy and the Chiefs survive a game that gets a little a little tricky? Um, we've got the Major League Baseball playoffs beginning today, by the way. Uh, and you've got the Rangers, Rays, Blue Jays, Twins, Diamondbacks, Brewers, Marlins, Phillies. Those are the four matchups. And the format now isn't one game, remember. You've got three-game series. They start today. They're each day, today, Wednesday, Thursday, and they'll move on to play the other four teams. Tommy, I think we got into this a little bit yesterday. I love this format. I do. I love that you don't have a home and a road. I love that you earn the right to host all three games. 
it, it's better for everybody that this is three games and not one. That uh, it's just that's the way baseball's yeah. got to be, you know. And I don't. The the big question is: Is it too much of a break for the four teams that aren't playing to have, you know, they they will have last played Sunday, and the first time they'll play right is it Friday? When when do they begin Saturday. those series? Saturday, Saturday. game one. Yeah. So you've got games one, two, and then three if necessary in the wild card series, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and off day on Friday, and then game one of the divisional series starts on, on Saturday. So here's why I don't love that part of it, and that's the only part that, that I catch on, is because teams, in theory, Tommy, that are playing in these series, I'll take the Rangers, for instance, Jordan Montgomery is going to be their clear top guy in the postseason. Well, they'll pitch him today. They can't pitch him again in this series, right? But if they win it, they would be able to line him up just like the other teams to pitch the first game of that next series. Like, these teams don't lose their rotational order by waiting until Saturday to play. If you played that game Friday and you make Texas get on a plane, get to, you know, uh, who do they play next? They would have to get to Baltimore, Right. And then play right away on Friday. They couldn't set the rotation that that to me earn you earn that as the home team in the next round. Right now, if you're the Orioles, the Rangers can reset their rotation for that series. So, like, what's the inherent advantage other than obviously not having to play in this series? But big picture to the postseason, it's not that much of an advantage for these teams that don't have to play the wild card round. Yeah, I feel like, so I, of course, I follow the Braves, right? And the, the break that they're going to have this week, I think is good for them because of the injuries that they've dealt with in the rotation. You know, like, will they be able to get Max Freed back? He was on the IL to end the season. Can they get him back in time for the divisional series? And, and if they had to play this week, I don't know if they would be able to. So the fact that they don't, they wouldn't potentially have to pitch him until Sunday or Monday, uh, I think that bodes well for their chances of getting him back. Um, so th- for that reason, I think that it's good, at least for my team, but I get it like for these other teams that are waiting for an entire week, you know, how, uh, what does that mean for them? How are they going to be able to stay fresh and loose and all of that? But you know what? That's a question that is posed all the time. You know, like think about the NFL, you've got teams that they get a bye week you know, and, and the, the big debate is always like in the playoffs or for, for them to play right away, or is it better for them to get the bye and get a week off and get healthier? There are, there are two sides to it, obviously, but I like the idea that these teams get a chance to catch their breath, to rest a little bit, to game plan, to strategize, and they're not thrown right back into a series right away. I think the advantage still is with those teams that they get a week off, they get to get healthier and they get to rest and get ready for the divisional series. And and maybe teams also didn't set their rotation, right? Like maybe you didn't have the chance to set it at the end of the right. year anyway. Like it doesn't line up all now the time. Now you can kind of get it back to where you want it to be. It, it is clear number the, one. Two, well, three. and I mean like, I mean for the teams that are playing, but everybody seems like they have their top guy going in these series today. So, I mean, they're all going to get well, they that. Should. Like they should. Well, I mean, like, but, the but game like, one is critical, okay, so, right? It is critical, but so might have been the last game of the season, and you might have needed to use those guys then. And so none of these teams in today, I don't think, are going to get punished that way. Like, they're all going to be able to reset their rotations for the next series. I'd be a little concerned about that if I were the teams that, you know, had it. You know, you go, 
you got to stay hot. Like, how do you, you know, how do you stay in a groove? Like, do you call up a minor leaguer to throw actual pitching? I don't, I don't know what you do, uh, but it's, we'll see. I love it. Here we go. Today, 2 o'clock. Let's go, Rangers. Don't, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. 869-1240. We'll come back. Shreyas Lada joins us to start hour number two. Our KU Insider, lot to get to with Shreyas. We'll have it next on Sports Daily. Mornings with Bob and Tom on 97.5 and 1240 KFH, Wichita's most listened to sports radio, always live on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.